you would this morning, turn with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. We'll start a reading in verse 13. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to uh, you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and ye shall hold, uh, shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them and the pillar of, uh, of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and it was a cloud of darkness to them but it gave light by night to these so that uh, one uh, came not near the other all night and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and uh, the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong uh, east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left and the Egyptians pursued and went uh, in after them to the midst of the sea even all Pharaoh's horses his chariots and horsemen and it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drove them heavily so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fight us for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh, that it came unto the sea after them, there remained no, not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them uh, on their right hand and on their left. 
Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the uh, the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you that you're a God of victory. You're a God that's never been defeated. You're a God that loves your people. Lord, you've told us that it's not your will that any should perish, but all come to repentance through Christ Jesus. And I pray today salvation be upon every soul in this building today. I pray that not one person would leave here not knowing the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ the Lord. Lord, I pray that I would preach this morning as if it be my last sermon, for it could be. I pray an anointing upon me. Lord, I pray that you will uh, lift me up. I pray that you will empower me, that you will remove uh, uh, myself from all of this, that I would be your spokesman, that all honor and glory will be brought to you. Lord, that your word would surge through this building with your presence here and surge through our souls and change us this morning. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. Between a rock and a hard place. That's what they're facing. They're between a rock and a hard place. What had happened? God had freed them from bondage. They are uh, heading towards uh, the promised land. The Egyptians finally decided, even after all the plagues, God told them time after time, let my people go. They finally did. Pharaoh let them go. Then he's going to pursue them. He's going to run them down and thinks he's going to kill every one of them. They get here to the Red Sea and the army is pressing of the Egyptians, is pressing down upon them. Before them is the Red Sea and a mighty Egyptian army is right behind them. They are between a rock and a hard place, it would seem. Today in America, I believe America is between a rock and a hard place. You know how we've always talked about weathermen, you can't believe anything they say because they're always wrong. I'm going to tell you what, you better take more stake into what a weatherman's saying what everybody else is. It is full of lies. It's full of deceit. There is nothing that you can believe anymore. So it's time for God's people to return to what you can believe. What you can grab a hold of, and it's God's Word and His promises. That's where we need to be today. Today there are many people that will say, my back's against the wall. Things are all messed up. There's riots everywhere. There's rumors of war. There's uh, earthquakes. Everything is a total chaos. Our backs against the wall. We have worked ourselves into a corner. Well, the Word of God has good news for us this morning. The Word of God has great news for uh, the redeemed. In the 14th chapter of the book of Exodus, gives us some clear direction, gives us some uh, uh, clear things that we can do when we don't know what to do. And I believe that's where America is. Don't have a clue what to do. Find it in the Word and you'll know what to do. So first of all, I want us to see how are we going to get through these problems. When our back's against the wall. When we're between that rock and a hard place and whatever difficulty that you're facing today. How will we make it through? Well, first of all, you have to obey God. Look there in verse 13 with me. First thing it is is Verse 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. 
There's so much fear in America today, it's ridiculous. People running around fearful for everything. People are scared of what the economy is going to be. They're fearful of uh, what this coronavirus is going to cause. They're fearful of what uh, the elections that are coming up. Seems like the whole world is encompassed with fear. But you know, Moses tells God's people, fear ye not. Fear ye not. And I want you to understand why we should not be afraid. It don't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what difficulty you're in. I want you to see why you are not to fear. And here's the first thing. God's up to something. There is no situation you can be in in life or the situation our country or the situation the world's in that God's not doing something behind the scenes in it. You see, God's up to something in this. If you uh, read at the very first few verses of the chapter of chapter 14 of this book, God told them to encamp in the very spot that He's talking to them from. Hold up now. So you're telling me that God sent them to this exact spot? He told Moses, this is where I want you to camp? That's exactly what happened. They're exactly where God has placed them. Oh, see this? They're in exactly the spot that God told them to be in. They're exactly where God wanted them to be at that point in time. You know what we do? You and I, when difficulties come, we start failing to see behind the circumstances. We focus on the circumstance at hand and forget about where God's place is and He's behind the scenes working. I believe so often if you and I would just look through that circumstance and see an almighty God standing on the backside of it, know He's fixing to do something real good, we'll come through it lots better than we would without it. He's behind the scenes. He's behind that circumstance. God is uh, over all things. He's, uh, He's up to something in our life through these circumstances. But also we shouldn't fear because God's in control of the circumstance. Verse 4 of this chapter says... I am the Lord. That's a pretty bold statement. That pretty well clears up a whole bunch of things for for us, doesn't it? And then in verse 18, it says that the Egyptians will know, I am the Lord. See, everybody's fixed to find out He's God. You know, in any problem for a child of God, you believe this, my God's bigger than any problem you and I can get in. Is he not? So often we act like though when hard times come, that well, it's all over. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do, and you're right, there is nothing you're going to be able to do except put faith in a God that's over all things. That's what needs to happen. Our God is bigger than any situation that you and I can ever get in. And let me say this, everything today for a blood-bought child of God is under the foot of Jesus Christ Himself. I have to fear nothing. It's under the foot I've been blood-bought. I have a Savior who lives within me and whatever circumstance life may put upon me, it's under the foot of my King. What do I have to fear? What if I have to fear today? But not only that, I shouldn't be afraid because God's on my side. Who can stand against me when I stand with Him? Look there in verse 14. Look what he says. The Lord shall fight for you, 
and ye shall find your uh, and shall uh, hold your peace. The Lord will fight for me. He's on my side. You know what? We've seen the NFL draft take place. But here's something you can get in this. When God's on your team, you don't need anybody else on it. When God's on your side, you don't need anybody else on your side. When God says, I'm with you, I'm on your side, I'm going to fight for you, it matters not who the enemy may be, you will win every time. I don't have to fear my enemy. God's on my side. But you know what we want to do? A problem comes up and instead of us going to the Lord in prayer, we want to make 47 phone calls and get everybody else involved. So we can make their life miserable that day. Now I'm not telling you not to depend on your brothers and sisters in Christ, but only after you've carried it to the Lord that's on your side and they're the one to get you out of it. So often we depend on what everybody else's opinion is to get us out of something. God's on our side. I don't have to have anyone else's opinion of how to get out of it. My God's going to deliver me out of it because He's going to fight it for me. Of course, we should pray for one another. But be careful that you don't go to the source of the victory and bypass that to just go tell others about what's going on. God's got it. That's what he's saying here. He said it doesn't matter what's going on. You may not even understand what's going to happen tomorrow and you may not even understand what's happening today, but you believe this, my people. I will fight for you. So why are you scared? Why? Be afraid. But also another reason we don't have to be afraid is God will keep His promise. God's going to keep His promise. God told His people that uh, He was going to deliver them from their bondage. Is that not what He said? He told Moses out from a burning bush, He said, you'll go deliver My people. You will deliver them out of this Egyptian bondage. And it didn't matter the first day they ste- uh, that Moses stepped into Egypt, they were already going to be delivered. didn't matter what took place in any of it. The deliverance was coming. You know why? Because God promised it. And he'll hold true to his promises. Today I don't have to fear uh, watch the National Geographic channel try to tell me how this world's going to end. I don't need their opinion. I don't need the experts' advice on it. I know how it's going to end. My God's already told me how it's going to end. I don't know every little detail of it. But I can tell you that I know more than what they know. Because I know the truth of the Word of God. God had done told His people, I'm going to deliver you out of this bondage. I have heard your cry. I have come down to deliver you. Now my God could have delivered them from heaven. Brother Joel, He could have done that. That's not what He said. He said, I've come down to deliver you. The God that created everything. The author of everything that is seen could have spoke from heaven and said, Egyptians, you're all dead. Or not even said that. And that would have happened if it would have been in his mind. He could have done all, these plagues could have took place, uh, the Red Sea opening up, without God ever leaving the throne. That's not what he did. You know what? This shows me God wants to get a hold of my problem right beside me. 
He wants to get so personal with me. He doesn't want to just reign on high as He already does. No, He wants to get so personal and so involved in my life where I can see Him actually take a hold of a problem and vanquish it from my life. That's what my God wants to do. He wants to be right there in the midst with me. Not from just reigning on high. You don't find kings like this. You don't find lords like this. No, he wants to get in firsthand. He wants to be standing right with me and so he can put his hands on the problem and show you that he is God. So why should I be fearful? You remember this. When we have faith in God's promises, when you will grab a hold of the promises of God, you will start having peace in your heart. You say, well, preacher, I just say so wound up all the time. I'm just so fretful about everything. What's because you don't have any faith? Pretty simple. Well, I'm always worried about this and I'm worried about that. It's because you don't have any faith. When you and I will start going by faith, believing God's Word, believing the promises that He's given to us, peace will come to our hearts. Every time. So when we're between a rock and a hard place, when we've got our back against the wall in that corner, don't be afraid. Secondly, don't panic. Don't panic. Look there in verse 13. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still. Stand still. What he's saying here is this. Um, don't think that you can fix everything. Are you here today and you're that person that thinks, you know what? Man, I can fix everything. I'm going to fix everything in my life. I'm going to be in control of everything in my life. I'm going to take charge and I'm going to do these things in my life. And then the first time that something comes up, you're the one that falls to pieces. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you're that person that believes that you're in so much control of your life, you need to stop because you're going to drive yourself crazy and you didn't drove everybody around you already crazy. Because the real fact of it is, you really have no control whatsoever of your life except free choice to do right or wrong. You can say, well, I do now. I'm going to leave church here in a minute. You may not. And we may be performing CPR on you before you get out of here. You have actually not very little control over your life. So don't think that you do. So often we think, well, I have a little bit of control here. And when I start losing that, I panic. I start running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Now that's an actual term. It came from cutting heads off chickens. And the chicken to take off running. But you know, I thought about that. We see people and we've used that. Man, they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. I wonder how many of our lives look just that way today. Running around like a chicken with her head cut off, uh, cut off because we thought we're in control. Well, you know what's happening to that chicken when he's running around with his head cut off? He's in m- mindless activity. Whoa. The brain ain't telling you to do that. He's just running around with no purpose. That's what we do as God's people. When we start thinking we have control over anything in our lives, we'll run around like a chicken with our head cut off, and it will be mindless activity. And it'll get no results except confusion. And there's two reasons that we shouldn't panic. 
First is, is a, a unbelief magnifies the difficulty. Unbelief. When we start trusting in ourselves, when we start thinking that we're in control, it'll cause us to panic. And when we panic, that's a sign of unbelief that God ain't got this and I've done lost control of it. And it'll actually magnify the difficulties in front of us. Unbelief tells us it's hopeless. It's all over. There's no way out. It's really, really bad. You see, God don't only guide us in life. God also provides in life. Not only will He guide, but He also provides. God wants to take a hold of all these panicky situations before you get all worked up. He wants you just to settle down and say, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have any control over this. But you are God. I'm going to give it to you because you told me I belong to you. I've been blood-bought. I'm born again. And I'm just going to give you every little thing in my life. And I'm going to give you this problem for it's no problem to you. It's yours. You can have it too. That's all He wants. That's what He wants from us. God, I'm not asking you to change my situation. I don't, I'm not going to ask you anything of it because I don't understand it. I'm not in control about it. And you've always given me better than what I'd have gave myself. All I'm asking for is it in this situation. I don't want it changed. I just want you to change me in the situation that you'll get more honor and glory out of my life through it. That's what I want. You see, in that story, remember there was light on God's people's side through the night. So it didn't get dark on the Israelites. It was darkness on the side of Pharaoh's people. Had that uh, pillar of fire there and a big cloud. They couldn't even see God's people sitting over there. If they weren't panicking around, they weren't running around, wringing their hands, pulling their hair uh, down in the fetal position in some backside of a tent as if the world was coming to an end. They weren't doing that. See, they were on the side of light. Things were very clear to them. The Egyptians were on the side of darkness. On the other side of that dark place was the enemy of God's people and it was Jesus Christ Himself that stood in the middle. What you think on that just a minute? How can I panic? How am I able to panic when Jesus is holding the line? Never calls for retreat. Don't panic. But here's one that's really maybe going to be harder for us. When you've got your back against the wall, when we're between this rock in a hard place, look what it says right there in verse 14 with me again. And the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. You know what he just said there? Keep your mouth shut. Stay quiet. Don't open your mouth. Stay quiet. Hold your peace. When between a rock and a hard place, just be quiet. Now I'm going to say this. It is estimated that there were over 2 million, 2 million Israelites with Moses that day. Don't think that there was just a little group brought up in this building right here. No, there's 2 million of them. Two million of them and Moses come out over the command of God to preach to these people and say, let me tell you what God said. He said, 
don't be afraid. Don't get around here running around like a chicken with your head cut off and panic and keep your mouth shut. And it got quiet. Everybody just got quiet. They just didn't say anything about it. You know, when difficult times come, if we start running our mouth, we can't hear God speak. That's why I've always said, that's why I gave us two ears and one mouth. You're only supposed to use your mouth half the time. Only half the time. We can't hear God speak when we're running our mouth and trying to search out our own solution for the problem in which we're facing. You know what? God wants us to be quiet and He wants to speak to us through His Word in these times. Have you ever been studying your Bible and your phone ring and you pick your phone up? Can you talk on the telephone and read the Bible at the same time? No, you can't. Keep your mouth shut and just stay in the Word. Don't answer the phone. God wants to talk to us through His Word. He wants to feed us in His Word. He wants to build us up through His Word. So when in a difficult situation, we need to uh, we'll be real careful. If we start talking, we'll start saying things that dishonor God. You remember Moses said, God, I wish you'd have just killed me instead of bringing me here to lead these people. You think he regretted that? Of course he did. When you and I look at a situation in life and say, there is nothing, this is going to end so bad. This is a terrible place. I've never seen anything like this. We're not bringing honor and glory to our Lord in it. We dishonor Him. Keep your mouth shut. Go to His Word and let Him speak to you with your mouth shut. Let Him talk to us. He said things that, uh, we'll start saying things that dishonor Him. But also, Don't be afraid, don't panic, don't speak, but also don't retreat. Don't back up. Don't retreat. Look there with me in verse 15. I love the way this is said. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. Go forward. Now see, Moses done got to a place he's not scared anymore. Brother Ricky, he's not scared. He's not going to panic. And he's going to keep his mouth shut. But now Moses can see a Red Sea sitting in front of him. And they're down in this valley. It looks like they're cornered in. Moses hadn't said a word. Moses is not panicking. No. And he's, he's not thinking, well, where are we going to retreat to? He's not thinking about retreat. God said, you just tell them we're fixing to go forward. But hold up, how can that be? Moses, you have lost your mind. I see the entirety of the greatest military might in the world today. The Egyptians are sitting right behind me. And I look and there's a Red Sea and I can't see the other side of it. I know we can't swim it. And you're telling me don't be afraid and don't panic? You're telling me just to keep my mouth shut? You've lost your mind. We can't do this. This is a bad deal. We're going to have to make a deal with them. We're going to have to do some retreating here. Maybe we can cut around this shoreline and get away from them and them not know we left. We're going to have to do something. This isn't going to work. No, let me tell you what they've done. They just believe God. So, well, that's what God said. 
I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to panic and I'm not going to be afraid. God's already spoken. I don't have to retreat. The victory's going to be given to me by Him. I'm not going to retreat. Hebrews uh, tells us that by faith they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. This passage here says, on dry ground. You see... They're looking at the Red Sea, and I I think that probably the way this story, the Red Sea wasn't opened up. They went all through the night, just camped out there on the edge of the Red Sea. And it wasn't until the next morning that God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Moses. Stretch forth the rod. See, this wind had been blowing. And they're wondering, well, sea's still closed up. I don't know what God's got in store for us or how we're going to cross it. Maybe He's going to bring a bunch of boats across. And I think that they, uh, Moses started leading God's people up to the edge of that. And before their feet ever hit it, God opened the thing up. Because He don't have to show me anything two days down the road that's coming up tomorrow or the next day. He tells me to walk by faith. Faith. Every step is faith. They got up to the edge of that Red Sea and God opened it up on dry ground. You see... Unbelief complains all the time. That's what unbelief does. Complains. Faith obeys all the time. Unbelief complains. Faith obeys. They calmly obeyed God. Now let me say this. Don't get a vision in your head of what some television will tell you of how this story played out. I'm going to tell you how it played out. God opened up the Red Sea. He said it was on dry ground. It's as dry as Arkansas has ever been dry. It's dry. They couldn't get a drink of water out of a puddle in there. There's no water there whatsoever. They could have rolled on their side and never got a spot of mud on them. And they calmly walked across. You know why they was able to walk and not run? They just believed God. He's not going to lead me into the Red Sea and then kill me any. They just calmly walked across it. They just calmly went on across the Red Sea. Didn't rush. They didn't run. They believed God. You see, there's going to be an end to whatever difficulty you're facing today. It's going to be an end to whatever America is facing today. Now, I'm not going to tell you it's not going to get worse before it gets better. But I can tell you it's going to get real good for me. Now, I don't know about you. you have to speak that on your own, what your relationship is with Christ. But see, a better day is coming for me. A better day is coming. It's going to get better. We're going to get through the situation that we're in. Abraham Lincoln made a comment many times. I I saw this last night and added it in this sermon. I thought it to be so relevant. And I thought it to be a very powerful statement that he said. Abraham Lincoln said, I don't walk fast, but I don't walk backwards. I don't walk fast, but I don't walk backwards. I'll keep going forward. That's all God desires of us. Just grab a hold to those nail-scarred hands and say, Lord, I'm going to follow you no matter what it's through. 
no matter what the difficulty, no matter what the situation, no matter what the enemy's saying, no matter any of that, I'm just going to walk through. I want you to look there in verse 28 with me. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came unto the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. You see, the Israelites had a pretty big problem. Their main problem was the Egyptian army, right? God's just making things happen. These great miracles of the Red Sea opened up. Just a supernatural miracle. But you see, the real problem was the Egyptians. That was the true problem of it all. But you see, when God got through with it, you couldn't find no problem. Wasn't no problem no more. Wasn't no problem anymore for anyone. You see, I believe the Bible just as it is written. I believe it to be Holy Spirit inspired that God used of man to write down words that came from His own heart. I believe it literally that Jesus Christ is the Word and if any time it's attacked in any way, if the Word of God is ever attacked in any way, you're calling Jesus Christ a liar because He is the Word. I believe that. Don't care if you do. Won't back up. That's what I believe. And I believe it was just the way it said it was. I believe that they gained that total victory through Jesus Christ that day over their enemy. The victory was won. There was a cloud there. There was a great wind. The wheels of the chariots fell off. Last night at 11 o'clock I read that and I laughed. God knocked the wheels off their chariots. Kept warning them. He warned them in Egypt, let my people go. They followed them out there. He made a barrier that they couldn't get to God's people. They persisted in going on God's long suffering. It's not His will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. They just kept on. Finally, He allowed them to follow them into the Red Sea. They kept driving and driving God's people, causing a great problem for them. And God knocked the wheels off her chariot and said, all right, I'll just put an end to you all now. I'm done. So I'm going to put that together for you. I don't believe any of us in this room has ever had a great army chasing us. Some I'm looking at may have had the law chasing you before, but it will go on. Uh, But we've never had a great army that is seeking out to destroy our very being to wipe out our bloodline. Has anyone? I didn't think so. So they had a problem. Whatever problem you have in your life today, I don't know how big it is or how small, I don't know what all the details of that problem is, but I know what God's Word says about it. And we have Jesus Christ. We see that great uh, pillar of fire that was blocking them off. We had that wind open up that Red Sea. We've seen the wheels fall off, wheels come off the battle plan. And in that I see that the tide started rolling back in and it destroyed all of God, uh, the enemy of God's people. Let me tell you about your problem today, your difficulty or your situation. God is standing there and He has sent Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and on God's people there is a dividing line that that army cannot overrun me. He is sitting there in the midst of it. They can't even see the other side of it. And as this world tries to track me down, as uh, sin tries to uh, put me back into bondage, and as old Satan himself tries to destroy me, I have the Son of God standing there as a divine protection, and I will have victory, victory, victory in Jesus Christ at the end of it. Whatever the problem, 
Praise God, Jesus is standing there and you can't get to me. The only way a problem can get to us as a child of God is we allow it to. That we forfeit that blood-bought uh, promise that we have that he'll, God will never leave us nor forsake us. We forfeit that right and say, I tell you what, Lord, I'll just handle it on my own. I'll be miserable in it in my own. I'll face it on my own. Outside that, you can't touch you. So it doesn't matter what the news tells you today. Probably lying about it anyway. They can tell you what's right and going on in Little Rock. I can tell you how many this virus has killed. They can try to work you up in such a way that you're so scared that you just want to huddle up in a closet somewhere like a tornado's coming. And I'm not telling you not to be smart. God wants us to use logic. But I'm telling you God's in control and there's no difficulty you and I can ever face that my Jesus can't protect me and give me victory in it. Today, America needs some victory. Today, I believe Monticello and Drew County need to grab a hold to some victory. And I'm preaching to Calvary Baptist Church as a simple little old preacher just believes the Word of God. And I'm telling you today, we need some victory and we'll find it in Jesus Christ and He alone. Don't worry about the problem. Just get a hold of Jesus in it. And we'll come through just fine. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful today that Jesus loves me. What a precious thought. That He loves me that is really unlovable. That You desire a relationship with me. You desire for me to walk with You. I can't even comprehend that or fathom that but I'm so glad that you love me just that way so Lord whatever whatever burdens or hardships circumstances that this congregation may have upon them as they're under shepherd I lift them up to you for I don't have the answer for them either but I know the man who does Lord let's just let us Convict us and draw us that we'll just grab a hold to Jesus. Which bring honor and glory to you. And we just go right through the problem. And gain the victory that you'll give us in it. You move on us during this time of invitation, searching each and every heart. Lord, we're not clean enough to examine our own selves. So I turn mine over to the Holy Spirit. I pray that He move in me in such a great and mighty way, Lord, that He reveals to me things that need to be changed, that I could confess them before You, that I'd be clean today. It's in Jesus Christ's name I ask these things. Amen. I'm going to ask everybody.